The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hey, everybody. Chet Waterhouse from Play With Pain talking to you. Listen, we need you to take the Podcast One survey. It's a blast, and it's super easy. Go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey, or you know what? Just go to podcastone.com and click on the giant survey banner. You can't miss it. If you filled out a survey in the past, just do it again because it, it's kind of fun. And uh, and uh, listen, all of us here at Play With Pain and all of us here at Podcast One are thanking you because you're doing us a huge favor by filling it out. Uh, so go there and have some fun. Thank you from Chet Waterhouse. Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Ah, brother! Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, hilarious stand-up writer, dad, maybe the only man alive who survived projects with both Roseanne and Tom Arnold, Joel Madison. Joel, how are you? I'm good, Chad. Oh, Thank you, man. nuts. Hang on. I got to get my producer to remind me. I got an update I got to do, Joel. Hang on. Brought to you by Nothing in Commune, the commune for total strangers. It's in Oregon. British Open won by Francesco Molinari, who I believe is also one of the three tenors. He won what's called the Claret Jug, not to be confused with the clarinet jug used by Kenny G on his CD, Kenny Goes Country. Tiger Woods led the final round just long enough for his fans to say, hey, I told you Tiger's back. Oh, no, he's not back. Jordan Spieth fell apart faster than peace with North Korea. The tourney was played at Historic Carnoustie, which is Scottish for new car smell. Those open highlights brought to you by Grampoline, the goose down trampoline for retirees. Easy does it with Grampoline. NBA news, oh, Joel. In L.A., another LeBron billboard was defaced. Or uh, the world's largest pigeon down an entire lemon meringue pie couldn't quite make it back to the nest. They're still working on that one. College football, Alabama's Twitter account suspended again when an emoji Nick Saban verbally abused an emoji of a referee. And finally, Canadian football, Johnny Manziel traded to Montreal for a crepe cart and a French Netflix code. That Waterhouse update brought to you by Pinocchio's, Nevada's only all-puppet brothel. Now it's time to talk, finally, to Joel Madison, Roseanne, Malcolm and Eddie, Tom Arnold Show, worked with Louie Anderson. We're going to get to all of that, but you started as a stand-up in a team. I did. How did You must have done some insane research. I had a good that. research guy. My stat man, Jimmy, sits on the uh, horn, all does it the old-fashioned way, goes to the library, does the microfiche. Oh, geez. Yeah, That's yeah. really in-depth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he likes the old-fashioned uh, way. He doesn't trust the Microfiche. Internet. Yeah, because he says there's something called the, the Doc Web. Yeah, Doc Webb, actually. Doc Webb. Yeah, used Ooh. to be the uh, team trainer for the I, Minnesota Twins. I thought he was Twins. the horn player over there. <laughs> <at. laughs> yeah, he led uh, Magic Johnson's band on the late night show, didn't he, Doc Webb? He did, he did. Great, great job. So how did you start with a team? What happened? How'd you, What made you get into comedy, and then oh, you wound up in a team to start? I wound up in a team. I did uh, about a year as a solo act, and uh, got kind of bored. 
Uh, and uh, there was another guy who was uh, just slightly worse than me. So I figured, well, this is a match made in heaven. And you'll look good. Yeah, I'll look good. Anytime you leave the stage. So we did that for about, I don't know, six months. And I realized it's not it's less of a team than I was doing a ventriloquist act is what it was. <laughs> Because I kept wait, saying, be wait, nice to the guy. Be, why are you so mean? And that's what I was doing the whole time. See, and I went, I could save money by actually just buying a dummy and firing that guy. Yeah. And that's what I did. Probably lighter on the knee. Well, too. it's easier because that guy wouldn't fit in a suitcase yeah. as well. So, no, at least not willingly. No. And I can't find him. He might be past. Oh, really? Spirit. I haven't found He's him. He's passed down. It was yeah. uh, the comedy team of. Uh, Lincoln and Madison. Lincoln and Madison. Very short lived. But that's how. I entered the uh, Minneapolis. When I came to Minneapolis, I came as the team. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, and then he, he had, had some uh, yeah, he had trouble with the law or trouble something. Trouble with the leave. law, and the law won. So. <laughs> now, back yeah. there, because you, you had to say to yourself, all right, clearly the big money's in solo comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I split that 20 bucks? Right, right, right. When I could have it all myself. <laughs> That's what I did. So That's you got into solo Creed. stuff in a great yeah. scene. Louis Anderson was there. You yeah. worked with Louis. Young kid that. named Jeff Cesario. Oh, yeah, yeah, my uh, buddy, Jeff Bill, Cesario. Bill Power. Uh, there was a guy who was, uh, I think it was 850 pound, the largest comic on earth, Scott yeah. Hansen. Yeah, a lot of people used to say Louis Anderson could hide behind Scott Hansen. He could. He could. be seen. Twice, twice, twice the man And twi- was. twice the premises. Twice, Exactly. <laughs> a bonfire. <laughs> oh, my God. When you're that big, for God's <laughs> sakes. So what's your craziest memory of that scene? Because that's a heck of a scene. And in addition oh, to that, God. they had a, Joel Hodgson was there Joel who Hodgson? did Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, 3, he came on that scene. And a Josh Weinstein who helped him. Yeah. Josh Weinstein who helped him do that. Yep. And then there was uh, 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 Liz Winstead who started The Daily Show. Gosh. And then there was uh, K.P. Anderson who was a little younger but wound up here doing all the Joel McHale stuff. And right, right. There was Sid Younger who's doing stand-up and improv who wound up being a big wig at yeah. Roseanne. We're going to talk about him a little yeah. bit. Don but Foster. That's str- John Foster. Although he wasn't yeah. a stand-up, he came out of that scene. Yeah, Don- yeah. Yeah, did improv, well. and that was yeah. a bit, that was a small scene, but a mighty scene. Mighty scene. And Peter what do you Tolan. remember most? Peter Tolan, my goodness, yeah, yeah. R- right hand on a, on a, on the Larry Sanders show and yeah. a, and on a, a Dennis Leary's uh, a Rescue Me show. Right, he and, created yeah. that, yeah. Huge. and then, and then uh, the, the De Niro movie. Uh, analyze this. Right, that's him. Something like that. Somewhere in there, yeah. Why don't we can... get him on the show? Nah, we don't Jet. need the show because he's... All right, a, let's I, get to the serious I, stuff. I, the credits would take 20 minutes. I only got 35 oh, minutes. Oh, shoot. Uh, let's get to the serious stuff. Enough what, about what me. What killed you about I, that Minneapolis scene? Because that's an interesting oh, place. Man. I don't think a lot of people know comedy happens in places like that. Yeah, which is good. <laughs> it's good. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. They won't come. Uh, <laughs> man, you know, that's a, that is a tough question, Chet, because so many... I mean, that's where I was... So many of people were born stand-up. You, I came there. I'd been doing it like a year or so, had no idea, and all of a sudden I'm doing every night, really perfecting. I, I think the biggest thing to come out of that is that we, uh, the comics there really worked on their craft, even if the, they didn't yeah. know it. Small scene. Uh, but lot, but lots of a small number of comics. Mm-hmm. But then when it kind of blew up, a lot of stage time. A lot of stage is what time. you're saying. So yes. yeah, yeah. So you really got to work on your craft, which is uh, the, th- the and nobody can't do it nowadays. There. Somebody's got a yeah. phone. Aimed so, at oh you. yeah, no, you can't. You're done for. In fact, you yeah. got to have it. You got to. It's like it. part of your uh, marketing. When you put, when you first get five minutes, you got to put it up somewhere. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. That, Otherwise, you're already dead. <laughs> You're, you're already gone. Home. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, retired. You're, you're past your that prime. That scene was just like a lot of good guys, man. A lot of a lot of good uh, people. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, crazy times. I mean, what a great place to be uh, a younger 
comic. Uh, yeah, it was. You, know. you could make your mistakes in private. There were a lot of good different styles in a very small scene. I remember that because uh, I was uh, through there doing the speed fishing championships. Oh, yeah. Who won this year? Time. Norway again, 11th uh, out of 12. Gotcha. Uh, Japan got it the one year. I think it was 2011. Mm. Japan snuck in there. Well, that's the combination of speed skating and ice fishing. Right. And, uh, you know, the right. lines get crossed. A lot of guys lose an eye. Yeah. But uh, Norway won. Elapsed lap time, 52.3 seconds. Let me wow. get my stats on this one. Yeah. And, yes, seven musky and a northern they caught. Ooh. That's hard. Mostly no walleye, walleye this year. Yeah, you know, mostly exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're from up there. You know I know. That. I know. So Jeez. you still, uh, I remember from going to the clubs back then, yeah. had one of the greatest opening lines uh, of uh, – of all time. I still put it in the top five, which is, uh, Thank you. I know what you're thinking. I have the body of today's woman. Yeah. That always killed yeah. me. I think I might have just done that once, Chad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. I, it, I was it, there the it night It got you a did big it. laugh, and I went, well, it, we can put that in the pocket. And, it and got walk. a big laugh. It's over. I yeah, don't have to do that anymore. Right. It's proved That's its point. unusual theory. It's proved its point. <laughs> Just no. do it till it gets a laugh, then move on. So comedy's about proving a point to you. Not totally, really. totally. <laughs> Not uh, really making a, a living. No, just no. Prove the point. All right, I, this is funny. Dang it, I'm gonna ram it through their down their throats. Now you laugh. have a theory because you're you're kind of uh, on the periphery of sports itself, but you oh, always yeah. had a, a like if you got caught in a, at a at a party. Yes. Uh, and you had to talk sports. doesn't work anymore. Sound but, like you uh, know what you're yeah, talking about. You yeah. kind of steer it to any sport, really. Any sport. Any major sport like football, basketball, baseball, yeah. you would – how would you well, – because you go, don't uh, care really about I don't really sports. care, although no. Packers. Packers uh, we'll talk absolutely. in a second. Yeah, we'll talk uh, I'd ask, how did Johnson do? <laughs> how, how did Johnson do? So it wasn't even reactionary. No. That's what I love about that it, is it's aggressively – uh, you're inserting yourself because you know at some point it's going to come around to you anyway. Yeah. Well, I found out a big thing though is that most there are sports Johnsons people everywhere. there are Johnsons in every sport. <laughs> yeah, there are not as many now as there used to be. <laughs> but I did find out, and it was a big awakening when anybody wanted to talk sports that wasn't a professional like yourself. Is that they don't want to actually have a conversation. They want to tell me what they know. <laughs> and so you. as soon yeah. as I realized that, I go, they don't want to hear what I have to say, so I can coast. Yeah, so it's a short editorial on their part. Yeah. And if you can just occasionally insert these, how did Johnson do? Yeah, how did That'll Johnson do? That'll start them do? up again for another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Johnson. Oh, man, he missed two passes or he, uh, he hit off, a fly yeah. ball into right field. <laughs> uh, oh, he he, uh, he he bobbled it. And, uh, oh, yeah, he got caught dribbling. Yeah. Whatever it is. And a couple yeah. of those. Yeah, whatever those yeah. sports. Whatever are. those sports. A couple like, of those. And uh, and uh, hopefully everybody's high enough. Well, exactly, and everyone thinks, they forget oh, about that. Madison knows as much as me. He's like a sports <laughs> expert almost, and all I have to do is house Johnson, and he plays it close to the vest. Yes, <laughs> with his information. Yeah, don't don't hear a lot about uh, from him. And but speaking they don't of, you have occasionally yeah. used medical marijuana uh, oh, yeah, as a for comedy medical. aid. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know if I've used it as an aid. You ever gone on stage uh, a little blitzed? Uh, maybe twice in a hundred times, thousand times I did stand up because you just need did you like it? too much. No, no, it's too you uncontrolled. Like no, no, no. You, you lose too much control or you, or you yeah. go paranoid and think you have too much control. You lose too much control, period. Really? Uh, you know, as a stand up, you're thinking, you're thinking on three different lines at the same time, not lines as far as things to say, but on three different tracks, you know, right, you're thinking right. about Uh-oh. what you just said, what oh, you might yeah. say, how the audience is yeah. doing, if there's a noise. You, for me, I lose too much of that, and I get too much in my head, 
Um, and then you wake up and go, oh, my God, have I spoken in yeah. the last 40 or 45 yeah. seconds? The one time I <laughs> did it, I, I remember uh, I was a little high, and uh, I remember like, this I did one this of the whole, two times. The, one of the two times. I totally remember it. And uh, I had worked on a bit uh, all morning, and I didn't go anywhere, and I started laughing. And I go, no, you, folks, you don't understand. I put in like a lot of brain power on this bit, and that's what what I'm laughing at. I'm laughing at myself for even thinking about this stuff. <laughs> For as long as I did. I thought about it for two hours. Oh, oh man. Yeah, you thought about it. And yeah. that's your job. And then... uh doesn't work. I think I was high <laughs> when I thought about the bit because it had something to do with... Uh, gosh, I don't even remember. But you know something? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think you proved the point. <laughs> you proved the point. Never have marijuana. No, and, it's and okay you're about for proving writing. the point. Yeah. Listen, kids, stay away. Exactly. Stay away from hey, me. speaking of proving the point, here's some useful car tips you might not be aware of. A coffee filter and a little bit of olive oil can clean your entire interior. You just rub it in a nice soft cotton cloth. That's true. Removing excess weight from your car is going to improve your gas mileage. And you can place your key fob, you know, a little army thingy, to your chin, touch it to your body. It increases its range. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Here's another tip you may not know about. True Car also helps people get used cars. That's right. True Car isn't just for buying new cars. With their certified dealer network and nationwide inventory of nearly 1 million used cars, you're going to enjoy real pricing on actual inventory and a simpler buying experience, whether you buy new or used. And with True Car, users can see what others paid. Yeah, that's like legal. So they know if they're getting a good deal before buying, they're also more likely to enjoy a faster buy experience by connecting with true car certified dealers so when you're ready to buy a new or used car check out true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience some features not available in all states now let me ask you this i'm speaking with joel madison now this guy man oh man you've been in some tremendous writers rooms you got hooked up with tremendous comics it may have started, if I recall, because I think I remember when I was going through for the Speed Fishing Championship, seeing you on stage and Tom Arnold back in the Goldfish era. The Goldfish era. He had a Goldfish era. He started as a comic out of the Midwest, right? Yeah, he was an Iowa guy. And uh, I run into him, and he was just a fun-loving, big, beer-drinking, fun guy to hang around with. So That's, why not hang around with that guy? Yeah, why not? Yeah. And he spun goldfish on a turntable. It was which, an animal act. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was an animal it act. It was an animal act. Without, variety. Without that uh, second level that often happens with animal acts. Where they take care of the animals? Which, which is, oh. uh, no, which oh. is uh, this animal could go nuts oh, and yeah. maybe kill the uh, goldfish are pretty benign. Yeah, they, yeah, especially yeah. when you spin them on a record player. Spin them on a record they player. They get a little dizzy. Yeah. That tip brought to you by Lazy Tip Corkscrews. Pull it out every time with a lazy twist. So you meet Tom. You go, this guy's a good party guy. He's then, a party guy. Yeah, and then, then he uh, met this Roseanne. This is in Minneapolis. And Minneapolis, ooh, yeah. Then he key. met Roseanne uh-huh. and went his own way. And But then you kind of circle back around, well, didn't you, at some got point? It, well, you know, you get the call because uh, he had hooked up with Roseanne. They were kind of doing a show. I'd been writing jokes for her and him on the side anyways. For stand-up. Per- yeah, for stand-up while pursuing my own thing. That's a great and, way uh, The kids don't know that. That's the kids a great don't way know. But you gotta, you got to know how to write a joke. That's well, the problem. Uh, yeah, that, that, that is, yeah, it can't yeah. be an observation on uh, uh, Los Feliz coffee shops. Yeah, it can't be a performance yeah. piece. No, no. Or something about your, uh, <laughs> your, your childhood that has no punchline. And you can't be bitter telling it. 
you know, there's a lot of bitter 22-year-olds. Yeah, there, do, there does seem to be a, 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 a genre now of comedy where they, they apparently do not want to be there. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting hook. Works yeah. for some guys. Totally. Which, and by guys, I mean comics. I don't yeah. want to get caught in the two thing. Right. But for I mean, I, you know, I <laughs> yeah. mean, for some people, some comedians seem to be able to pull that off. But uh, if it's authentic, yes. the problem is there's not a lot of authenticity. That's the key. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's got to come from kind of yeah. who you are. Like I was, you know, you have to be authentic and you have to own what you say. Yeah, I was thinking of this bit the other day because I'm doing dabbling into stand up again, and I thought, well, it's my mom. It's like, well, it's not my mom. But it's a funny routine. I can't sell it as my mom, so it's my friend's mom. And he found out, uh, you know, she's uh, 72 years old, and money was tight, and he found out she was doing granny porn. <laughs> and so they had an intervention, and they go, and the whole family's there, and the mom, please, just don't do any weird stuff and embarrass the family. That's all we ask. Straight ahead, missionary Just, position. Exactly. Don't, no gang stuff. For God's no. sakes, Mom, we have, we have a on, reputation. We, got, we have a family. And the little old. kid is there, Grandma, don't do it, please. <laughs> and then I was asking him, like, well, how did he find out that I don't really want to know how he found out? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was, was it his friend that saw, and then now I can't look at his mom in the face anymore. No, you can't. Yeah. Because you, you, you yeah. certainly don't want to touch the face. No. You don't know and what's then I got, on it. And then I, like, I'm... I'm obligated to Google and find. Yeah, the, well, you have to because right. you need to know your friend, who your friends are. Yeah, who your friends and who your enemies are. That's but, right. You know, That's just being advice. authentic. I can't say that it's my mom, and and because I don't want to be no. the guy with the mom, so it's my yeah. friend's mom. Yeah, you got yeah. it. You got it. You know that was uh, that was good advice. Seinfeld uh, once gave a comic <laughs> who was writing fat jokes. Yeah. Uh, for someone. Yeah. And he wrote a fat joke for him, and uh, Seinfeld said, "Well, why are you giving away the fat jokes?" And the guy said, "Well, I'm not fat." <laughs> And Seinfeld said two words, fat cousin. Oh, yeah, there you, you go. go. Yeah, there you go. I got a fat cousin. Boom. Yeah. And now that is seven minutes of material. Now yeah, that yeah. guy is uh, a fat comic somewhere because he got so uh, wealthy at being a stand-up, he actually ate himself into being fat, and now it, it's him. Wow. That's deep. Yeah. I like that It's one. all interconnected, the whole world. I might need some dope for that one. We oh. might have to find some medical marijuana here. Now, let, Chet, let me tell I want to hear about Packers, though, this well, year. Yeah, I we're going to talk Packers, but right, i got to know please. how you got into uh, the, uh, the Roseanne camp. Oh, so yeah. Tom kind of says, okay. So Tom says uh, they start uh, – Honestly, he, folks, we're not even high, and we nearly <laughs> missed that entire thing. <laughs> All right, so he's doing – He uh, Roseanne puts him on uh, – he helps her with her HBO special – uh, which they signed, they kind of uh, did a little sketch at the end, which was a precursor to the Roseanne show uh-huh. with him as the star, as the husband. So right, the network right. buys it. However they sold it, they said, Tom can't be the husband. We've got to get somebody that knows what they're doing, John Goodman. So he's there for the first couple of years, and it's not going well. She's uh, He's having all sorts of fights. They fire everybody. She takes over the show, which she probably should. They were writing a show that wasn't her. Right. They were writing a very straighter, more ahead sitcom than she wanted to do. So they fired everybody. They got some guys to take over. And part of the deal was we want a couple of guys. We want to hire a couple of writers. So they hired me and Don Foster to come in, not even Sid yet, because Tom was having a problem with Sid. They were fighting. Sure. And uh, so he said, nope, I'm going to punish Sid and not bring him in until later. And so we came in. And I had not written a sitcom before, but I'd worked on an HBO special. I did a rewrite of a movie. I'd gotten a couple of spec scripts that I was writing. So I was kind of prepared so for you the had job. So yeah, you had, you had, you, had you've been doing the calisthenics. Yeah. No one was going to hire me on a top 10 sitcom right, if right. they were smart. But uh, so we came in, uh, me not, and Don. and of course, a qualifier <laughs> out here if they were smart. I know, I know. Right, so you and Don come in. 
And we're right away, we're uh, their guys. So we're, uh, you know, I don't That's know if you've been in that. That's a tough, tough chemistry in tough any chemistry. Booth. And I sort of, I didn't use it. I, I used it, but I didn't abuse it. Uh, and so that was my entree. So I spent two years there, and then and that's I did. when the show kind of well, we up did, a we bit. did, and it, yeah. not to me. We had a good group, and she made it hers. I mean, and, yeah. and look, look, that cast was great. They took material that sometimes was very mediocre. That is and, true. And they hit it wow. out of the ballpark. John Goodman can make a straight line funny, yeah. and you can't. You know, that's 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 the dream if you're doing a sitcom. Yeah, and Lori Metcalf. Oh yeah, yeah. I she's mean, she my, she's like your cleanup hitter. I mean, you can totally. give her. In. She's that's the Rosemary of, uh, of Rose day. Uh, <laughs> totally. Oh my God. No, Anything. I mean, she's so committed to character. Uh, and, and that's what it was. It was a character study about a poor family or, you know, yeah. a very lower middle income family in, uh, in Illinois. And that's – we know those people. Yeah. I mean, I knew those people. Yeah, well, I'm from yeah. that – I'm from Chatter yeah. Falls, Wisconsin. Oh, so you I, know that group. That, so, yeah. so now you use a little momentum from that and you yep. get into some other things. You do yep. some things with Tom and, and then you come up with Malcolm and Eddie, which is – you know, kind of an underrated sitcom lasted a long time. And you kind of four years. You kind of yeah. like came up with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Eddie Griffin and I had the same agent, and so did Malcolm uh, Jamal Warner, and that was kind of put together by my agent. Uh, really, he uh, said, "Hey, why don't you yeah. guys go out for coffee?" And- yeah. Well, uh, Eddie still has a deal somewhere. Look, I wouldn't have set out to to write a sitcom about two young black guys. Right, right. Wouldn't, wouldn't you're, have you're not to the me. top of that to priority list. No, no. But you know what? To me, it was always a show about two guys, two guys, and I you make it funny. And of course, of course. And so I got, I, I had coffee with Eddie. Uh, didn't really know him very well, but we had passed through. He had started in Kansas City, which was a home away from home for me. Uh, yeah, so we had a part lot of that Midwest of, comedy scene yeah, you were on. Exactly. Oh, Spent a lot of time in KC. So I mean, that was like huge, uh, a huge bonding thing. And we said, well, could we do a show? And uh, got along with him, got back, called the agent, and that's when the agent said, well, Malcolm Jamal is is thinking about doing a sitcom again. He had a failed one the season before. Uh, could you put those guys in a room? So I went and had coffee with Malcolm and said, what do you think? And he said, I don't know. So the three of us then, the three of us went out and did the dance and went sure. out and pitched it and sold it and blah, blah, blah. That's fantastic. I mean, it was all very uh, path of least resistance in many yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's uh, that's the way things get done around here. That's 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 – that's the way Hollywood can be is sometimes you let the water just flow. Well, yeah, they aren't they aren't and I tell people this every day, they aren't waiting, they aren't sitting in the room waiting for the idea to come. No. No, because they wouldn't uh, know it if it hit them, if it climbed yeah. up their butt and said hello. And barked on them. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. So Eddie had a deal and That's they wanted the granny to do porn it. I saw. That, now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Climb up granny's butt and bark on her. Bark. That's what I saw. <laughs> that uh, brought to you by a blood ball. Like paintball, but with real blood. Yours. <laughs> All right. Let's a uh, uh, couple of things. Hey, you know what? Let me squeeze this in because uh, these folks Squeeze it in. Uh, you brush your teeth, don't you? On occasion. Yeah, I brush my teeth. A lot of people don't do it right, don't know when to do it, don't know how to do it, could probably use some help. And you go to the dentist and they just pump you full of stuff and you, you can't remember. You're in a panic because your tooth hurts. And, and you know, you know you got to trust. You got to trust the people at Quip. This is a this is a new company. I'm telling you, uh, uh, they they help you brush your teeth right because uh, most people don't brush them right. They brush them. They don't brush them for long enough. Quip comes in and bang. Here's 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 what they do. It's an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost 
of bulkier brushes, but it's still uh, it's packing just the right amount of vibrations. You know, it's one of those electric things mm. to help you clean your teeth. And they got a built-in timer there, so you clean for what the dentist is trying to tell you that you never remember. Two minutes. So, yeah, two minutes, bingo, and a little thing goes off. So every 30 seconds, boom, you pop it around your mouth ah. so you know when to do it. Walks you right through the entire process of cleaning your teeth because we cannot get this right. It's been millions of years. Millions of years of evolution. And Quip is the company that can come come by and say, hey, we're going to help you. Uh, plus, here's the key. They got a subscription uh, for your uh, like a plan that you subscribe to for your health. It's not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads. You know how you're supposed to change those? Yeah. The eyes goes, how People long forget. have I had this? Like two yeah. and a half years and still got pork on it and stuff. You don't want that. <laughs> it can't happen. Every three months, they send you this stuff. You what? get it in the mail. You go, bingo. This is crazy. I got to use this. So every three months for just five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Now, it also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror. So you see it when you wake up. You go, oh, got to brush my teeth. They don't miss a trick these quit people and that mount unsticks and can be used as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth so your brush boom it's a double kind of thing these people they, they don't miss a trick i'm telling you the, the, the quip folks don't miss a trick and finally everyone loves quip they were on oprah uh, it was named uh, one of Time's Best Inventions. And it's the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Wow. So you can trust them. Man, uh, every dentist worth uh, worth worth their weight in gold fillings. Uh, nine is, out of ten dentists? Nine out of ten is a part of the American Dental Association. So if these people give their uh, their signature on it, their stamp of approval, you know you got a good product and Quip has a good product. They're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. So Quip starts at just 25 bucks and 25 bucks. And if you get... To, if you go to getquip.com slash chet, that's me, right now, you're going to get your first refill pack free with the Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash chet. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash chet. So take care of your teeth. That's not, all not, associated, not associated with Quib, which is nah, a different yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, uh, that's, I, have, I have like eight monthly subscription things. I'm going to get that one. Yeah, Quip is good. I got a tie, bow tie. I got a bow tie a month. Bow tie a month. Bow tie a month. Do they tell you how to tie it or does it come pre-tied? It's pre-tied. You get a bow tie. I don't mind that. Bow tie in a box. I don't know who signed me up, but I stayed that. I got uh, munchies from around the world. That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, that's Although, good. do, they, do yeah. they tell you what you're eating? No. No, good. No. That's it's probably just... <laughs> good because when you get the box from Thailand, you don't want to know. And I, I get some razor blades. I'm on all, I've got about eight monthly deals. Now, listen to me. Yes. We're a uh, Packers fan, right? Packers fan. I'll tell you how I got into it. Yeah, uh, please. Young, young comedian out of Wisconsin, friend of yours, Jeff Cesario, used to do a bit about ice fishing, and the punchline was they're in there, that thing, 800 below, at least I'm not with her which is the punchline, or them, family. Get away from the family. Right, right, right. So I never was a sports fan, as we talked about, but I got into football. I'm from Wisconsin, so I've always been a uh, on-sideline Packers fan. Sure. But when I had my kid 12 years ago, Uh I started getting into football so I can have a Sunday to myself. Ah. (laughs) Ah. Not ice fishing. So it's the ice fishing shack theory. Yes. You've built a... a, a, uh, Honey, you know I'm a Packers fan. I'm watching the game. (laughs) You're literally asking yourself so start, yeah. on the couch, uh, how's Johnson doing? How's Johnson doing? <laughs> so I got, I'm, uh, I've always been like followed the Packers sort of, but now like I watch, since my kid was born, every game 
I watch or try to watch. Fun team to, to watch. Bar. It's a great team to watch. They're fun to watch. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And plus, it's like, it's like uh, the public owns them. Their shares. It's a whole different thing. It's, it's all, fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, did you do, did you even bother uh, with athletics when you were a kid? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I was on the tennis team for two years. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's awesome for you. Yeah. And I do you have the body built for it. For a today's woman yeah. who plays tennis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have the body built for it, yeah. and yet you, you have yeah. no probable desire to do it, so you must have just frustrated your coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, he was. And then <laughs> no the, first, end. The, the first tournament yeah, I went, great. I was remember the first tournament, I was in a doubles team, and I went, these guys are really good over there. <laughs> I mean, holy mackerel, we're not just smacking it around. No, no. And they don't play two bounces. So (laughs) this is horrible. There's no league, not even in high school. No, they don't do two bounces. And I did play soccer for a little bit, and I did uh, get recruited by the wrestling coach to do uh, 110. Wrestling. Oh, and, you wrestled that one team. No, I, but I didn't. He he tried to get me on the team, and I went, yeah, no. <laughs> that's, I, yeah. Oh, that's a classic yeah, no. Yeah, that yeah, That is a no. classic yeah, no. I love the yeah, no. Well, yeah, because I might be able to curry favor with him, which, you know, you always want the gym teacher to be sure. on your side. At yeah, some absolutely. level, you know, especially uh, when you're hitting tennis balls on two bounces, right. you got to have a little protection at school. <laughs> no, you got to have some backup when you're a skinny kid getting picked on, you know. So yeah, but I couldn't. I that couldn't was too wrestle. much even for you. Yeah, no, that's a well, weird we had sport. A, we had that whole wrestling uh, like semester where or six weeks of oh, wrestling. Oh, we had to do it in like where you had to do it in yeah. gym. So I got a taste of it, if you will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of a guy's butt or in your at least face. a smell of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> got smell of it. I got the smell of it. The general that anecdote yeah. brought to you by transvestites, <laughs> old-fashioned, time-tested sexual deviancy you can trust. Listen, I got one of the greatest comics in uh, showbiz, one of the greatest comic writers. He's one of the best guys in a writers' room with me. So it's time for the advice corner. Let's get some tips from Joel Madison. For my listeners, these are actual tips. I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, here you go. Biggest mistake a civilian makes when speaking in public. Because you're a good writer and a good performer. What Biggest like, mistake? When people just get up and have to say a joke or something or something. At a, well, like, not remembering the punchline, probably. Yeah, yeah. Or starting with the punchline. Starting yeah. with the punchline first and then back uh, tracking. That would be bad. Yeah, that would be very bad. Okay. If you got to talk Or to fly a, open. Fly open is a good one. Yeah, so because they're looking at that. Not an airlines tip. We're talking about your fly. Your fly, your zipper. Yeah, it's unbelievable how many uh, guys walk around with their zipper down. Yeah, I'm checking mine right now. Yeah, okay, well, uh, the whole Me Too thing, you got to be careful. Yeah. If you got to talk to uh, a group and you're a civilian, yeah. w- what are just a couple of basic things to remember uh, before going up there? Like, actually, like your thought process. You know, if you're thinking, even if you have no training, this would be a tip for someone who's got to, you know, got to speak at their insurance company luncheon or some crap. Yeah, look at the back of the room. Uh, that's fix, a good one. Fixate on a point. Because that keeps your eye level up? Yeah. Is that the point of that? Yeah, and, and again, you're not looking at anybody's face for reaction. Oh, I like that. Pick Anything else? No. No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just focus on one thing. You know what's funny is that's as, the as, second tip. As a stand-up. Focus on one thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a stand-up, those are the things you don't actually think about. Just the physicality of standing, which is so important. But um, you, as a stand-up, you kind of get over that, or you should get over that pretty darn quick. The actual physical standing in front of a crowd with a mic in your hand. Yeah, the, the physicality of it. Yeah. yeah. Which That's you can learn at the Rotary Club or PTA. Or, right, right. You, you know. get training anywhere. All right. Yeah. Uh, tip number three. So, uh, uh, you got to write a toast 
for like a wedding. Okay. And, and you don't know anything about it. Yeah. Uh, you're grilling the groom, say. Yeah. Where do you start? If you, you don't have a lot of comedy training, you, you, you pick something out on the Names. Guy. Find out names. their names. <laughs> That's good. You don't yeah. want to screw that up. Yeah. Find out the mother-in-law's names. Oh, yeah. Go to I the mother-in-law book. Yeah. Go to the mother-in-law well. Go to the mother-in-law. Google mother-in-law jokes and take the most benign ones that you think you can get away with. Ah, there you go. So you yeah. don't, uh, yeah. you don't, don't try to go for the blue edgy stuff right no, away. No, no. Unless that's your gig, you know, unless yeah. that's your thing. You're known as the dirty guy. <laughs> You're the dirty guy. The, in the dir- group. dirty cousin Al's going to say for you, I hope he doesn't say the F-bomb. It's a wedding. <laughs> and then yeah. you're kind of hoping uh, he yeah. does. Yeah. Cousin <laughs> of <Al>. course. <laughs> All right. Someone tries to bust your chops at a party. Yeah. They're giving you grief. Oh. Uh, they're busting your balls. Yeah. Is there any surefire retorts that listeners could use that, that might stop that person from at least picking up? What are you, a moron? You, you like that? Yeah. What are you, a moron? Just say it straight up. What kind of idiot are you? <laughs> You're going for shock value. Oh, you got to shut these knuckleheads down immediately. Yeah, yeah. And let them know that you're not playing that game. Yeah. Or you feed the fish. You feed them with information. Like, it's like, sort yeah. of the Johnson thing. You feed them. You feed them. You like, feed them what you want. Like, them. like what else yeah. about me yeah. do you find funny? Yeah. Is that? <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, usually those guys want to rifle something you don't want to hear into your uh-huh. ear. So you you find out what they might know and you, you feed them like you you start grilling them with questions immediately. You turn <laughs> it fast. Turn it fast by asking them. Yeah. Get them off there. Yeah, it's an athletic. Get them off balance. Get them off balance. So you are an athlete. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's all athletics, right? It's pick yeah, and go. You point. do a pick and go. You introduce him to another guy. Hey, Jim, do you know Steve? Listen, Steve likes that uh, that yeah, thing, yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, Bill was here just telling me about Tell him this thing. Yeah. And then you back away. You and then you off. get the ice cream before it melts. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. All right. Uh, last, last advice. Mm-hmm. Icebreakers uh, for a guy on a date. Because I know uh, I don't even want to – yeah, I mean, how do you – because a lot of guys think they're funny. Yeah. And uh, and they're not. Yeah. And they say the wrong thing. and Or uh, maybe even it's what do you stay away from if you're trying to come up with an icebreaker. Oh, man. A woman would not find funny. You know, that's that's, (laughs) – well, all of it. But, uh, but, (laughs) you know, uh, for the most part, you're better off trying not – if you're not like really a funny cat, don't try to be funny. Uh, try to be serious. Yeah. That's, Just be who you are. It's again, organic. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the best thing I could get advice-wise is lean in real close when you talk if, and take a mint. Take a mint, lean in real close. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, so, to give you the illusion you of intimacy. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> How you doing? It's a beautiful dress. I don't know. It's been so long since I had game. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I've been married uh, 20 years. Uh, yeah, because that last part marriages. sounded a little creepy, but yeah, I like the yeah. advice. It's all creepy after 50. That's, <laughs> wow. But yeah, that's really true. That advice corner brought to you by Burlap Skimpy Lingerie. The less there is, the less it itches. For her lap, try Burlap. All right. Hey, you know, I still got, look at this. I got another uh, legit uh, sponsor here. Ooh. Um, all right, everybody wears underwear. Nobody gets it right. You know who gets it right? Me undies. 
I'm wearing me undies right now. They're comfy. They make you feel good. When you feel good, anything is possible. The sky's the limit when you're comfy uh, down under. That's the whole point. And this is real, people. Me undies are real. Uh, they're made with the softest fabric. They have the coolest styles and colors. They come right to your door. This is another. This is one of the things for you, Joel. You got things coming to your I door. I can deliver stuff. Yeah, oh, man. Oh no, not as a job. No, no, you don't want oh. that. You want to get them. Once you put them on, uh, Joel, you're gonna you're gonna wear me undies. I'm telling you. Uh, if you're going to the movies, you want just sitting around watching baseball, uh, just hanging out on the couch. Uh, the most active thing you could think of. You're playing baseball. You're watching. It doesn't matter. Wear the MeUndies, you're going to be comfy. I like the boxer because, uh, uh, you know, uh, they just uh, they get well, a little length. A little, I'm a little You need a now. boxer. you got a big thing yeah. that you need to control. <laughs> We're going to have to edit that. I'm not all sure. Right, all right. Sorry. <laughs> That's a real one. Well, I, I you apologize. know, MeUndies might want that. Who knows? You know, they, they get, it was, uh, regardless of size, you're going to be comfortable down there. That's the tactful way I'm going to say that. Uh, now, here, here's the deal. MeUndies is risk-free. They're going to make sure that they get the perfect pair for you. If you're not happy, they're going to refund the cost, and you get to keep the underwear they sent you. And because you're listening to me, you're going to get 15% off your first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. Go to MeUndies.com slash Chet. That's MeUndies.com slash Chet. And here's an extra gift for you. Order a pair, take a screenshot of your transaction, send it to me, and I'll send you another pair. So you get one for 15% off and then another pair from me for free. First 25 people to send a proof of purchase, a screenshot of your purchase or a pic of the receipt or whatever, I'll send you another pair absolutely free. Just send your proof to gift at podcastone.com. Put Chet in the subject line. That's Chet in the subject line at gift at podcastone.com, and you will soon have another pair of MeUndies. I'm telling you, I'm wearing them right now. Most comfortable thing I've ever worn in my life. Put MeUndies in your collection. Let's do this. MeUndies.com slash Chet. All right, all right, all right. Ah, now, MeUndies. Hi, MeUndies. Hi, MeUndies. <laughs> They're always trying to grab MeUndies. Sure, that's a perfect day for MeUndies. So listen to me. Uh, it's time for, you ready for this? Yeah. The Fiery Four. Oh. The Fiery Four. These are, these are headlines from me. Oh. They're ripped from today. This ripped. is Everybody's doing the headlines. Ripped. The Smoking Five. The Blazing Ten. Uh, You've you got to have a list. You've yeah. got to have a list, yeah. man. So I got the Fiery a Four. Fire number one. Another LeBron billboard. LeBron James got traded to the Lakers. Or Who? signed with the Lakers. Who? <laughs> exactly. Uh, LeBron James. He's part of the Johnsons. Johnsons yeah. and James. Uh, they're defacing his billboards. Even though he got traded here, Lakers fans, some of them, uh, they don't upset. like him. They're throwing paint on him. And well, I'm just wondering, what, what do you think the instinct is there? I, I would think he'd be happy to have LeBron. I, do, I just think they're billboard haters. I think anything oh, up so there. So it's, it's not even. Sp- it's not specific to LeBron. No, I don't see that. Well, these are people who just don't like advertising yeah. on any Take level. that billboard away. So there's, it's, like, it's like an Amish gang. Yes. <laughs> no. No ads. No billboards Anti-ads. of any sort. That's an interesting take. I like that one. Fire number two. Love that sound effect. That is good. Tiger Woods, the golfer. Golfer. Uh, looked pretty good at the British Open. Finished about fifth or sixth, somewhere in there. But he's 38. Uh, can he make no? Can you can you can you come back at thirty? Can you do anything? I guess is what I'm saying. At the age of thirty eight, that's going to make a difference in the world. Just bowling, bowling, bowling. So he should you, you have a shot. He should take all that. Yeah, all that energy, all that built up energy, and yeah. transfer it to bowling. Because most sports guys can do other sports. That's true. He's got athletic ability. Yeah, he goes to bowling. It's indoors. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you got to get out. To, out. <laughs> you got to get outside. That wind and the rain. He's in the wrong sport. Yeah. They should make it mandatory. During it. Yeah, you can eat pizza and drink. Yeah. Which you don't get in golf. No, no. Well, at least not well, on you the can pro drink. tour. <laughs> right. On the pro tour, you're not <laughs> you're supposed not to. You're not allowed to. Yeah. But pro bowlers. Dang can, it. Uh, yeah, oh, God. It's encouraged. Big basket of Cheetos hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> Fire number three. All right. Does the show The Connors have a chance? This is the, the Roseanne, but without Roseanne. They just signed the entire cast. Yeah. They're going to put it on NBC. Like we were talking, a lot of strong people on it. Without Roseanne in this environment, what not do? Does it stand a chance to make it? Sure. What do you, why do you not? think? Well, uh, because of what you said. I mean, there's a great cast so and a good joke writing. Uh, does it lose its, you know, I boy, what uh, it's so hard to tell what, what will hit with the public. Will yeah. it be good? Will it be bad? It could be bad and be a hit. It could be good and be a hit. It doesn't matter. It, does, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I wouldn't have predicted they would have picked up Roseanne at the beginning. I wouldn't have predicted that anybody would have watched it. I wouldn't have predicted that they would have fired her after a racist remark. Right. I wouldn't have. I, none of it. I couldn't predict. Yeah. It's TV. It's TV. Yeah. But I'm not a, you know, I'm You're not, not a like, predictor. I'm not a good predictor. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> so people ask, what do you think? I don't know. I don't think about stuff. Really? You should not be predicting. No, no. Don't ask me. I'm not the hip hypnotist or whatever that. Uh, person was back in the day. <laughs> Pat Collins. Pat Collins. Didn't she predict stuff? She predicted uh, I think she JFK's did. assassination four wow. years after it happened. What can I tell you? Wow. Yeah. A lot of people didn't, uh, you know, in the day, before the internet. Before the internet. Happened. Oh, my God. I just heard. <laughs> and finally, fire number four. How would you handle this whole kneeling, uh, kneeling players in the NFL? I've been keeping up on this. Yeah, man. How would I handle it? Yeah, because uh, as a non-sports guy, you don't really, you know, you don't have anything vested. Well, the you second know, you root for the Packers, but uh, that's about it. But I yeah. mean, you know, it's a big deal now. It's a huge the owners deal. are kind of screwing it up, and yeah. the players are kind of screwing it. Everybody, all sides. The, the second it. they made a big deal about it, they yeah. were screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have flown under the radar with the whole thing. They, people want to kneel, kneel. People don't want to kneel, don't kneel. Don't make a big thing about it. It'll all gone away. It would all. So, so your whole theory is just let just let it go away. Let it go away. Why did they want to make a yeah. thing about it? Even let the, the people who are trying to make a point. Yeah, you mean the guys who well, initially yeah. said, <laughs> even them. Yeah. they should have just said, yeah. "We're going to make a low key point." We're going to make a low key. But how about? I mean, the the we're outrage. Just tired. The, we're kneeling. A couple we're reasons. Tired. We're di- hey, we're we're kneeling. <laughs> We're, we're tired. We're tired. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, they're not, uh, the cops are kind of uh, uh, roughing us up. But yeah. we're also tired. We're so tired. they should have kind of doubled up on Well, us. and it was the outrage from the all the fans that usually sit during the national anthem. That's what I couldn't deal with. <laughs> How even... dare he kneel? Oh, but you're sitting. Well, I, I have a beer. I know if I stand up, I'll spill it. I mean, it was a lot of that. That's brilliant. That Look. fiery four brought to you by Stupidos. Really small bathing suits. For really dumb guys. Now with a room key pocket right in there. Oh. That little pocket you have for your keys, even in that small bathing suit. All right, buddy. Uh, Righteous be- indignation. That's the thing that's wrecking America. Righteous indignation. Yeah. A lot of people are filled with it. People with their fists doing God that. God dang it. Right. They're just. Ah! I'm going to add uh, 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 unenlightened righteous yes. indignation. Yes, yes, even better. Yeah, people who don't quite seem to know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know who does know who he's talking about? Uh, uh, Kelly Nash and Scott Brom, uh, they do a new podcast right here on Podcast One. It's called Baseball and Chill. Listen, each week, every week, Kelly and Scott 
from the Major League Baseball Network, MLB Network. Uh, they cover all kinds of big storylines and trending topics on and off the diamond. So anything about baseball, they deal with and they deal with. They, they are good, man. I've heard their podcast. It's great. Some of their guests have included people like uh, Hall of Famer John Smoltz and uh, uh, player-turned-coach Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi? The Yankees, Joe, they got Joe, man. They get gas, man. And they're good themselves. Listen free to this show exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOneSports.com, and the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and uh, leave a rating and review for the show. I, I like them. It's called Baseball and Chill. Baseball and Chill. Kelly Nash and Scott Brom. In fact, I got Scott Brom coming up on the podcast, I think, next week. Man, I like that game. I'm going to have fun. And you know, I did have a podcast. You did have a podcast? Short, a short-lived podcast, for real. It was called Lunch with My Facebook Friends. Wow. And each week, I would interview somebody I kind of only knew from Facebook, but oh, not in real life. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, we did about eight, but the producer, like, he dropped the ball, and we just stopped. Oh, that's whatever. too bad. But cause... it was fun. I actually met some guys I didn't know. <laughs> that, you that's know, a great... Were, we were friends, and so yeah, I said... Yeah, Then you go, oh, I yeah. better meet them and see if we're actual friends. Exactly. And it's like, could we, could we be friends <laughs> we past out? this? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, uh, my thanks to uh, the eternally funny Joel Madison. What a great uh, time I had here. Follow him on Twitter, at Joel Madison. Catch him live around town here and there. If you're lucky. Also Facebook and uh, also Facebook. Instagram. Instagram. you on Instagram, share yeah, pics. Yeah. Anything else you got coming up? You doing stand-up anywhere? Uh, no, no dates. No dates? No but dates. you get back to, like, Minneapolis every now and then. Once in a while, Minneapolis. You do, uh, uh, do it around place, town a little yeah. bit. Vitello's I've done a couple of times. That's a anywhere Wendy I can, man. Yeah, Wendy yeah. Liebman's uh, local comedy at Vitello's in, uh, Vitello's in Studio City. Well, follow him anywhere you can. I'm telling you, as you just heard, uh, this is one funny man. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my buddy Jeff Cesario at Real Jeff Cesario. Thanks for listening. Without you, I am teaching ceramics. What do you need? The trivia. Oh, dang, I forgot the pop quiz. I almost got out of here without a pop quiz. I worked on this for 20 minutes. Yeah, dude. no, no. Uh, that And that's more than you've worked uh, the entire month so far. <laughs> Pretty Let's much. Let's do it. That's right. Pop quiz. How did pop I forget? Quiz. I didn't have it on my sheet. Oh. I'm a good reader. Uh, not great off the top of my head. Pop quiz. This is where you fire me questions. Trivial questions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I uh, get this. I'm on I'm on a roll. I've, I lost 19 in a 19 in a row, and now I've won one. So I'm on a roll. All right. All I right, got four quiz, trivia try to, questions. Try to, yeah, try to, try to stump the chat. Try to stump chat. All right. Uh, when was Trivial Pursuit first published? This is the back cast. That's what they call a back cast in fishing. Ah. That's where you, you're trying to cast forward, but the lure goes backward. Oh. That's what we just did. We back cast the back quiz this week. Well, we'll shove I it in it. there, right? Can you oh, shove it in after the me underwear deal? That's what 72-year-old Grandma Porn said. <laughs> Can you shove it in there? <laughs> <laughs> to the pizza guy. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> you know what's bad is when they have the pigtails and the granny porn. That's yeah, what it's no, that's they try looking, to look younger. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> a couple of makeup. Yeah, yeah. They end up looking like Howdy Doody. And yeah, it's not going to work. They're, they're yeah. going for a, for a little uh, Annie. Anna. When was Trivial Pursuit first published? Ooh. Trivial Pursuit was first published in 1974. Nope. All right, All right that was guess. a good guess, though. You want to try again? Do you get two no, guesses? No, no, no. I get just the 1981. one 1981. Damn. Here's a trivia. Animal from the animal world. Animal world. An octopus can fit through any hole bigger than its what? Uh, Bigger than its agent. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. No, wrong. I'm going to say bigger than its uh, head. Well, that's kind of close, but technically beak. Wow, octopi beak have beaks. They have a beak. I think it's the only hard part of their body. 
Wow. All right. All right. That's what she said. From Rip. <laughs> Come on, I know Apropos. a couple of these. I know. I know uh, a couple of these. All right. All right, right I'm over for two. Ripped from the headlines. Yes. Who was taller, Leopold or Loeb? <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. <laughs> uh, Leopold was taller. Wrong. Loeb. Damn it, I'm over right. three. I don't stand a chance. How Ready? many more of these you got? Just one. Okay. Okay. Ready? I don't stand a chance, but I'll try to go out with my dignity. Who's making love to your old lady while you're out making love? Who sang that Who's song? Making love to your old lady while you were out. Well, nobody. Well, it's just a dump on me. A good, the bass player. Who I'll sang go. that song? Oh, uh... Who made hit? that a hit? Oh, brother. That's not Otis Ready. I'm going to go, uh, I'll go Otis Ready. Johnny Taylor. Johnny Taylor, damn it. 0 for 4. Well, that's more like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's more like my record. And man, oh man, oh man, am I glad we went back for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got doused. Well, you know, it's part of the show, so you'd, you'd be, <laughs> I got Madison, hammered. can you come back in here and do that Whew. over the phone? Because yeah. we need that as a consistent I took Peace. four straight Ali jabs to the face. Bow, bow. Yeah, you just pounded me. Floating like uh, a butterfly. Uh, exactly. You listen, Joe Madison. Thank you, and thank you for dusting me in pop quiz. I should have got one of those. Damn it. Uh, well, listen, uh, thanks, Joe Madison. Again, follow thank him you. on Twitter at Joe Madison. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse. Follow my buddy Jeff Cesario at Real Jeff Cesario. If you want more of me this week, guys, I'm in Rhind, Minnesota for the 17th Annual Pie-Eating Contest Defibrillator Challenge. <laughs> this is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.